These tens are evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have Ball Pit. So, um, yeah, Ball Pit is by Icy Dice uh, on Creepasta Wiki or Creepasta.fandom, however you get to the Creepasta Wiki. Um, and I will dive into the rundown. Uh, so Max, a child at a local play area in some nondescript restaurants or such, uh, enters the ball pit area very wearily, not trusting any of the other kids that are just mindlessly having fun in and around the ball pit. Um, he is quickly taken down <laughs> in the ball pit and dogpiled by many children. Mm-hmm. So so much so that he can't breathe and passes out beneath the weight of the kids in the balls. Um, when when he comes to, Max finds he's on an escalator going down to a very strange, colorful carnival place. Uh, it's here that a tall man in, po- in a polka dot suit is waiting for him and happily and friendly leads him through the carnival, uh, giving him a balloon, showing him a magic trick, uh, and letting him ride on a carousel horse, and then even promises Max ice cream. Um, he leads Max to a large building with strange pipes uh, in the roof that veer off into the sky with strange fluctuating colors on it. Uh, curiously, uh, eventually, Max asks the man about this place and what exactly it is, and the man tells Max that this place is fueled by the joy and happiness of children, and that in turn makes places like the play areas and restaurants uh, up in the in the real world. Uh, a much more exciting and happy place for children. Um, Once inside the building, uh, this is where Max is going to get his ice cream. There is a singular ice cream machine in the corner and nothing else in this room. Um, So Max takes the cup and spoon from the man and proceeds to go to the machine. However, as he is about to get the ice cream, he stops because he is overtaken by dread. Uh, as something, as he senses that there's something wrong about this place suddenly, uh, and he feels the need to get out of here. Uh, the man uh, quickly turns on Max and tries to force him to have ice cream. Uh, Max manages to escape his grasp, but the door they came from is locked. So he tries the door that was on the other side of the room and finds a room of corpse-like children hanging and wired up to tubes that are draining the life out of them. Uh, It's in here that Max flees from the man through the children and eventually loops back around to the door while the man is out in the, the, uh, the room of children uh, and uh, proceeds to break the exit door uh, that they had originally come in through because it's made of glass. Um, As he runs through the carnival, it all begins to gray and burn. The man giving chase uh, begins to rot and twist, showing Max this place without the joy stolen from children. Uh, Max makes it back to the escalator, and after kicking back the man, 
ascends through the clouds and back into the ball pit he had started from. Uh, he gets out free, but looks back to see the children playing unaware of the danger below and notices that the colors of the ball pit look just a bit more vibrant than they were before. Finn. So, yeah, that was uh, that was ball pit. So, like I said, you can check it out at creepos.wiki. Um, and we'll we'll go back. We'll go into our um, uh, into our se- uh, various segments, such as everyone tolerates the grammar inquisitions. At this point, uh, I got a couple, so I'm going to start with this one. Uh, their weight and the sheer number of rubber balls in the pit was preventing him from breathing, and he felt some kid's knee and elbow him in the face. I th- okay. So first thing. Rubber ball? I thought those were like plastic. That's <laughs> like true. The hard, hard plastic balls that have like air inside of them. Like I, I, they're never. I, I've never. I would never describe the, the, those balls as rubber. <laughs> no, they're not like solid rubber balls. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, as soon as maybe like, that's why he's like, being balls, smothered by them. <laughs> yeah, they're just like so heavy. That's what. That's why when he said like the weight of the kids and the balls, it's just like because they're, they're they're actually just like once you get down like a certain level like layer. It's just like heavy rubber balls, like just thick rubber balls. <laughs> really dense, yeah. God. Yeah. That That's like, like but, lacrosse balls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, also, I just realized that, yeah, like, so, um, and he felt some kid's knee and elbow him in the face. As like, I th- maybe there needs to be like, uh, he, and he felt some kid's knee and elbow hit him in the face. Yes. The way it's like, it sounds like he's like elbow him in the face, but like that and elbow him in the face is like kind of what it makes it sound like is he elbowed him in the face with his knee. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) If he did, fine, but how? Yeah, it's it's like it sounds like it's either like that or like some kid need and elbowed him in the face. (laughs) Maybe he needed to elbow him in the face. Is that possible? I don't know. Okay. But I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. Okay. Uh, this one's a bit of a nitpick for me, but I'm gonna do it anyway. So, uh, lush gardens full of pure white flowers and trees made of cotton candy substance filled his vision. So, maybe use like cotton candy fluff, like just as a suggestion. Like, su- like when I first read this, I was kind of got caught up on substance, <laughs> like. Uh, lush gardens full of pure white flowers and trees made of cotton candy fluff filled his vision for some reason like like and both both ver- like cotton candy substance filled with vision filled his vision or cotton candy fluff both are valid it's just like for some reason like substance wasn't clicking for me <laughs> when i was reading it yeah because um, well cotton candy is just made of sugar so yeah uh it would mean that the trees are made of blocks of sugar yeah as well, well as i mean well i mean Okay, well, you're you're applying way too much logic to this like dreamscape or this like weird like <laughs> fantasy world place because like it it could easily just be like a weird like Candyland thing like or like Fantasyland where like the trees like literally have just like candy cotton fluff <laughs> on instead of instead of leaves <laughs> and not That's actually true. have any logic of like oh it's like they're made of sugar it's like no they're still made of bark and wood it's just they give they 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 grow can- cotton candy fluff sugar. <laughs> How do you think they make cotton candy? It's from the cotton candy trees. Yeah, clearly. Uh, duh. <laughs> Idiot. 
<laughs> but no, um, yeah, th- this one for me, I think was more of like a nitpick because like, yeah, substance works, <laughs> but it just seemed like a like for a descriptor, I would have gone with like fluff <laughs> rather than that. <laughs> like, especially since it's from the eyes of a child. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyways, I'll, I, I digress. I'll move on. <laughs> okay, you can do that. Yeah. Uh, it felt as if in the world and happiness and joy he was currently in, there was a malicious intent within the man and the delicious sweets before him. So I feel like it should be, it was as if in the world of happiness and joy he was in, currently in, not as if in the world and happiness and joy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and my <laughs> next one here. Uh, tears began to roll down Max's face as the man squeezed harder on his arm, period. A red imprint began to form on his forearm as tears continued to roll down the young boy's face, period. That almost seems to repeat itself, <laughs> like, over again. <laughs> like, he's crying because the man's squeezing on his arm. The man's squeezing on his arm, and he's crying. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so like I don't feel it's nest like like the first the second the second uh uh sentence there I don't feel is necessary. Um well it, it's sort of like they mostly come at night mostly. <laughs> well, you don't need the continuation of the tears but yeah, yeah, the uh, red imprint began to form on his forearm is still semi-relevant and different from just yeah, squeezing yeah, you his arm in one sentence without doing a repeat. Yeah. Like get rid of the the crying part because like yeah we know he's crying, <laughs> um, but like yeah the the red imprint part like would definitely work as a good uh, like additional like descriptor of like the consequences of him of the man squeezing his arm harder. Mm-hmm. Um okay, <clears throat> but uh, I'm gonna move on to the next thing here. Uh, he tried to yank himself away from the man, but with each pull his grip only tightened. After he used. After using his small size to wiggle free from the man's grasp, he ran towards the door he entered the building from. So this this two sentences didn't really kind of sit well with me, so I kind of added a few things or tweaked it a little bit. So this is what I what I got out of it. He tried to yank himself away from the man, but the grip only tightened. Thankfully, using his small size, he was able to wiggle free from the man's grasp, and Max ran towards the door he entered the building from. So just sort of like tweaking the like, like the man grabbed him like tightly, so like he couldn't get away from him. But however, like because of his small size, he was able to wiggle free. Like in the original version, it, it kind of didn't seem like it, it seemed like it was contradicting itself. Whereas I tried to tweak it so that it like sort of gave an exception to like like even though the man's like tightening his grip because of of Max's like small size, he was able to wiggle free. I didn't fully understand, but okay. <laughs> okay, it was just again. Maybe this is another nitpick thing, but it just seemed like, um, like because in the first sentence of the of the first part of the sentence, it was like he tried to yank himself away from the man, but with each pull, his grip only tightened. Yeah, and, and yet and all of a sudden, after using, yeah, after using his size, his small size to wiggle free from the man's grasp, it's like, well, then how are you? Okay, he, <laughs> like he remembered that he had a, a size <laughs> modifier to his AC. All of a sudden, uh, yes, yeah, that's how. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I just thought, like, I tried to tweak it a little. I don't know how successful I was in tweaking it to, like, make it sound better. But No, it makes sense now, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and then the next thing here, 
the door that was locked was made of glass, and although he didn't have time to break through it before, perhaps the man's wild goose hunt would buy him some time. Um, so at the so um the the issue here for me <laughs> anyway is uh the uh although he didn't have time to break through it before, I feel like it shouldn't be, and although he hadn't had time to break through it before, um. For me, that sounded better than than what it was because like it was like a uh, like a tense issue for me. <laughs> um, also, just as a point of order, um, I would have wouldn't have mind the um, like I it's sort of again kind of a nitpick, and this might be actual thought fodder, but like I don't want to repeat this quote again <laughs> uh, in actual thoughts. Um, we're just now finding out that the 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 door was glass. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like that. I, I was like, I was a little annoyed at that. I was like, like I, I get it. <laughs> like, we need a reason for him, like, to be able to break down the door. Is like, okay, it was made of glass. It's like, well, I could have used that descriptor earlier, but like, maybe, maybe, like, just like I don't know, like maybe like put it in like as they're approaching the building, he can see through the glass door that there's nothing else. Not, there doesn't seem to be anything in the room. However, once we got into the into the room. Or into the building, we found that there was, in fact, one thing in the room: an ice cream machine in the corner. Like, just to kind of like naturally put that in before, so that you're not like, so it doesn't come off to like at least to somebody like me, we're just like, oh well, the door was was made of glass, so that's how that's how he was able to get back to it and, and break it, <laughs> break break it open. Yeah, it feels like it was added in the last seconds just so we had a reason to get out, or an, a, exactly, yeah, the ability to get out, yeah. Um, and then my last grammar inquisition here. Uh, the man screamed out in pain and looked up in Max, his face full of hunger and malice. I, th- I think it should be uh, the man screamed out in pain and looked up at Max, <laughs> not looked up, l- looked up in Max, <laughs> into Max, <laughs> into his soul. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. He's just he's just staring into Max's chest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um yeah, that's my grammar position. So Mikey, the E stands for evil. Well, you did a good job again. You're catching all the ones I cut. Um so that leaves a conjunction junction. Alright. And next stop, conjunction junction. Doot, doot. It wasn't long after the initial accident that more kids fell back into Max. It wasn't long after he started skipping down the path that he had came into contact with the owner of the mysterious and wonderful land. It was tacky, but Max looked past that and stared in awe at the man. But something was bothering Max. And although he didn't want to be rude, he also wanted to know when he would be getting his balloon. It was one of the things she told him to never do, after all. But the pull of the carnival and the promise of sweets made him forget about his mother's warning, and so he followed the man hand in hand deeper into the carnival. 
It was hard for him to wrap his head around the perfection before him, and he needed an answer. It was a soft-serve machine. It was because at that moment he felt an overbearing sense of dread. But something about the man and the ice cream and that moment was different from the rest of the world. It felt as if in the world and happiness and joy he was currently in, there was malicious intent within the man and the delicious sweet before him. And upon entering it, the young boy let out a scream that echoed throughout the whole carnival. And so he waited through the bodies and towards the door. It was spread out just enough to take children away, but not so widespread that it caused the closure of restaurant play areas and other places with the pit. But Max held on to hope because in the distance he could see the escalator and he heard the kids in the sky playing in the pit. And as he watched the kids play in the pit, he did notice one thing in particular. Finn. <laughs> no! <laughs> what did he what? see in particular? <laughs> what um, a cliffhanger. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, also, I had two other things I wanted to note here. Uh, so the sec- first thing was, uh, I like how, like, because of, because of the way you're, like, because of the the, uh, the no context issues, I, I it sounds like um, the man and the carnival are one entity. <laughs> like he was describing, like like the carnival, and, like it was very tacky and some of that. And then it's like talked about they started talking about the man and like the man walking him through the carnival. So it's like, wait, so we, the, the the carnival and the man are one thing, but like the man is leading him deeper into the carnival, which is himself. <laughs> That's um, yeah. Also, the thing of pure perfection. It was a soft serve ice cream machine yeah i was like yeah no uh, as as a kid who uh, as a kid of the 90s who has very fond memories of pizza hut <laughs> uh and their and their ice cream bar yes they are the ice cream machine the soft serve ice cream machines are a thing of perfection <laughs> it must also be massive because after mentioning that the soft serve ice cream machine and it's perfect then it immediately talks about him going through the like going inside and then yeah. there's bodies everywhere inside. Oh yeah, like that, 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 the that's machine. the horror. Yeah, like that's the horror drop where you realize that <laughs> you gotta tell them. Don't forget to tell them. Soft serve ice cream is people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the ice cream is made of children. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I thought that's where it was going. To be, if I'm being perfectly honest. Like, yes. I thought it was like the ice cream was gonna be like the souls of the da- souls of the damned, or I, I actually in the in the story I think it's more like that it was like a set like something like to um, keep her, keep him here like keep him in this place like either some kind of a a sedative yeah that's probably. in the ice cream or it was like again like that thing that I I mentioned last episode where like yeah you don't want to eat food in the weird reality or in the in the fantasy world or whatever because that means that you get like tied to it closer like you're getting stuck but by eating food or consuming anything in that place you 
get anchored there. <laughs> yep. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> and for those unaware, uh, Mikey does these strings of sentences to highlight all the sentences in the story that start with words that they probably shouldn't, like it's ands or buts, because there's always better words. Indeed. Alright, and then uh, Gamer. I believe you're up. Okay. He allowed his fingers to run across the surface below him. He seemed to be on a moving platform of sorts. So, um, for me, I don't think he'd be able to tell specifically that he was on a moving platform just from what he's feeling with his fingers. Yeah. Like maybe something like uh, the air moving across his face made it feel like he was moving or something like that, you know? Yeah. Also or like vibrations or something. It's not necessarily the feel of it. Like he would just feel like, okay, it's the metal stair that I'm on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you going to move on to the next thing or? You said also, so I'm waiting for you. To... Uh, okay. I, 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 I wanted, I wanted to see if you were going to say what I was going to say. Okay. Uh, I guess not because you're are uh, you're 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 going to move on to another. Yes. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, one thing actually I do want to bring up that you just reminded me of. Um, the so he's he's on. We find out like after he like comes to like properly that he's on an escalator going down. However, it starts off and like I have a note off, on like, this. I okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. At least I think I know where you're going with it. We like just like the the conveyor belt like the uh, first it's a conveyor he thinks he's on a conveyor belt well he's not on a conveyor belt because like that's the last we ever hear of this conveyor belt is it safe um, well he like he said like he feels like he's on a conveyor moving belt platform right yeah on a moving platform which i don't think i would not like it a conve- like a moving platform i would immediately think is like a conveyor belt i if, if it was suddenly then suddenly it's a it's an escalator it's like well i wouldn't describe an escalator as a moving platform <laughs> I'd, i wouldn't I'd describe say it a as, conveyor like, belt is a moving platform I mean, it's more of a moving platform than a than an escalator to me. I mean, an escalator is basically just a conveyor belt that's shaped like stairs. A moving yeah, platform like... is like if you have like a, a a five foot by five foot by one foot piece of metal that is hooked up on like a crane that's moving it. That's a moving platform. Well, yeah, that's that's the yeah, exactly like, uh, but also like if you're not if you don't have your vision, you just think that you feel that you're on like a moving platform. Uh, okay, maybe maybe I'm just immediately maybe I'm just inserting like my own bias on like a conveyor belt, but um, yeah, I, I still wouldn't describe a a, a uh, the way I would describe the um uh like where he's on like uh, oh if, if at first it sounded like it seemed like he was like on some stairs. But then he could feel like himself moving with the stairs, so like that's how I would describe it, rather than like he's on a moving platform. Yes, like I'm, I'm agreeing with yeah. you regardless. <laughs> like, yeah, whether he's <laughs> have different interpretations of what of what a moving platform is. <laughs> whether he thinks it's a conveyor belt originally or a uh, or a the crane operated that it platform. Is. No, yeah, I'm oh, saying. Sorry, okay. The escalator or a conveyor belt, whatever he mm-hmm. thinks it is immediately, regardless, those are not moving platforms. Yes. That is true. But now I'll move on. Okay. He wasn't sure how long he had been unconscious. He yawned and stretched he yawned and stretched his arms out. That sounds weird first off. I don't have a note on this. It's saying like it's because of the way it's worded of he yawned and stretched his arms out. It sounds like his arms are specifically yawning. Yeah, but... 
yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like I under I understand where he's like where what he's what he's describing. It's like it's like like you stretch out your arms like and you yawns like oh like in in the morning when you get up and like you have to stretch. I right? understand like, that. Okay, but the placement of it sounds like his arms are also yawning as well as stretching. Sure. So the way I would do it is I'll also continue my actual note that I wrote down. Yeah, sorry. But um, I would change that to he stretched his arms out and yawned before grabbing to the rail next to him. It kind of feels better it that way because it. like the stretched is up front. Yeah. It's not saying he did like you're separating the um the verbs basically, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then um it says he was on an escalator slowly moving downward. So I kind of wanted to know what like the I wanted the story to define how slow slowly moving downward is because when this is first described to me when we had no set dressing and all we had was elevate or escalator a normal escalator speed it would take him like a few seconds to get to the bottom so it's he couldn't have been there long basically is what I'm well, he's saying. coming down from heaven. So he's coming down from like this, like a cloud layer of the sky. So he doesn't look up. He doesn't look down. At this point, all I know yeah. is he's on an escalator, going slowly, going downward. It could be yeah. an escalator, like a one floor escalator in a small mall. For all I know, at this point, that's true. Yeah. So it wasn't really described too well. Like I would prefer the set dressing before that a little bit. I guess I don't know. I mean, that is sort of your want. You like to have things up front. Yep. Details. So mm-hmm. then speaking of actually, he was on an escalator slowly moving downward. And then it goes <laughs> to the next line. The surrounding area was different than anything Max had seen before. The sky was lined with purple clouds and and a pink hue. So to me, Shouldn't the first thing that he would notice would be the fact that he's riding an escalator outside, not that the fact that oh the sky's pink. Yeah, yeah, the, the escalator that go that, that, that descends from the heavens. I'm not even at the heavens part yet. <laughs> I know, I know. That he's in an escalator that's not outside. Yeah, yeah, he's on an escalator that's not in a building. That would be the first yeah. thing that I would be questioning. I'm yeah. Like oh look at the pink the pink clouds, isn't that nice? Also, I would. Like well, pink sky and purple clouds, but like that's not that out, out, like some that's something like a kid could like I've seen that when like watching um like I guess maybe it depends on like how purple those those clouds are like maybe they're really purple but like the way that the descriptors are it's sort of just like it's it's sunrise <laughs> like on a on a really like red day or like a pinkish day like mm-hmm. like you know like when like the the, the sky like a uh, red sky in the morning sort of thing yeah and it could be one of the situations where like. The sky is so vibrant and cartoony that you notice it. It's like, whoa, what the fuck? And then after you, yeah. what the fuck? You're like, wait, what the fuck? I'm in an es- I'm on an escalator. <laughs> I'm outside. Yeah, what the like, hell? Like, yeah, it's like so around. vibrant. Yeah. <laughs> He's ended up in Toontown. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But I'll move on from there. Mm-hmm. Like, this is probably immediately after. Max looked downward where the escalator, where the escalators were heading. So there's plural, actually. I didn't realize that until now. Either way, um, he seemed to pass through a thin layer of clouds and below those, blah, 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 blah. So at this point, I'm like, okay, he's up in the sky now. Like, I finally have a picture of what's happening. 
Yeah. I was expecting there to be a description of the land around him after he got done talking about the sky, but then all of a sudden it's all sky. So pretty much the reason that I listed all these out one after another, like describing uh, the scene is because with every new line of information, the entire scene changed for me. At first he was inside a mall because it was just an escalator and that's all he said. But then all of a sudden he was outside on some weird alien planet with pink and purplish sky. But, you know, like he's on an escalator that's like going down into the, um, you know, the, the rocky planet or whatever the hell it is. And then now all of a sudden, no, he's floating in the sky, actually. Like every single line, I had to completely erase the entire image I had in, had in my head of this dreamscape that they're trying to describe and redraw it. Which is and my favorite thing to do. Bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, and that's, yeah, it's always an uphill battle for, for Gaber. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even when going downhill on an escalator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a quick little rewrite sort of way that I would do it. I didn't rewrite it word for word. I'm just kind of summarizing. Something like, uh, while, he, while he woke up, he could feel that he was laying on something metal and felt that like it was moving. He stood up and took a moment to get his bearings. Max found himself on an escalator, yet he was outside. No land in sight. The sky was brightly lit, despite there being no sun and covered in stars. Without the, Sorry. Brightly lit despite being there being no sun, no sun and covered in stars without there being a moon either. So basically, like, I'm condensing... Instead of doing multiple lines that are just describing certain things and like you're actually jumping down lines, mini paragraphs mm-hmm. onto the next ones. Mm-hmm. All of it is condensed in a smaller area. So you kind of just build the scene naturally, at least in my head. Yeah. All right. Fair. <laughs> that is one of my pet peeves. Yes. We all have them. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm literally just trying to clear my throat. I'm not trying to, like, him, him. <laughs> yes. Our next one. He wore a red suit decorated with blue, purple, and yellow polka dots. So, polka dots is misspelled. Oh, you're right. Every single time he writes it down, it's poke dots. It's not a form of Pokemon. I'm no, sorry, it's, it's not. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. It's polka like the uh, the type of music, like P O L K A space dots. There isn't even a dash in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he got his poke dots. I wonder if it's I wonder, that might be original. Might maybe it's original dialect thing. Hang on, yeah. checking. I'm skit checking <laughs> checking. Uh, nope. Um, polka dots. <laughs> nope. Polka dots needs to be. It's it's polka dots. <laughs> Two words. There's apparently a a line of books, a series of books called Poke a Dot. Yeah. It's probably like a Connect the Dots book. I'm also actually, I'm seeing, there's some people that have misspelled it for their uh, their branding on Etsy. (laughs) Like, first thing that comes up on Google search is like, Polka Polka Dots or polka dots like the way it's spelled in the story mm-hmm. um but there's also like just like a space between them not like a uh, not a uh, a dash yeah well i'm seeing some uh, instances of dashes being used in in this search here yeah. but either way 
the main thing is it's not poke. Oh, yeah. Polka. Interesting. I'm, now I'm gonna. I'm going slipping down a rabbit hole of uh, what is the history of polka dot? <laughs> polka and dot is a pattern them. consisting yeah, consisting of an array of large filled circles they don't of have to be the large. same size. Um, polka dots are commonly seen on children's clothing, toys, furniture, ceramics, and Central European folk art, but they appear in a wide array of contexts. Huh? Not just children's stuff, like. No, no, but like that's that's how Wikipedia is presenting it. Fair. <laughs> I, I think I think it's like children's clothing, but yeah, like uh, yeah, and, and and like what's funny is like children's clothing, and then it shows like a, a woman with like polka dots. Yeah, like, <laughs> like a, polka a polka dot, dot dress. dress. Yeah, that's what I was immediately yeah. going to mention. <laughs> Either way, this is not important yeah. to the story. <laughs> yeah, we have slipped. I have slipped down the escalator, going down to the polka dot land. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, my next one. Yes. Max didn't look back. He kept running. Sorry, he just kept running. To think that all the ball pits in the world were fueled by this place, it was spread out just enough to take children away, but not not so widespread that it caused the closure of restaurant play areas or other places with pits. The Ferris wheel fell off its hinges and crashed down to the ground below it. Carousel horses were blah, 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 blah. I bring this section up because I feel like it needs to jump to the next paragraph when he finishes his little thought because he's yeah. describing like, oh, th- this is what the ball pits do. They're fueled by this place and this is why they're not all getting shut down, but then immediately blends into the scene that's happening right now with the cir- the circus being destroyed around him. They're entirely different subjects, so it should jump jump down. Yeah, I actually agree with that because it was like, uh, uh. yeah, I thought like, he was somehow somewhere... still talking about this like theorizing thing, talking about Ferris wheels. Now I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, and, and and then somewhere up in the surface world near near a uh, near one of these restaurants, a Ferris wheel comes off its hinges because 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 uh, Max is uh, is is disrupting the engine, the, the joy engine. It's like causing like a, like some disaster out, up in the real world. Yeah, I really that thought is. it was going to be like basically saying like up in the real world, as soon as anyone starts to think about, um, hey, I wonder if it's the ball pits, then a nearby Ferris wheel falls off its hinges and like pulls <laughs> aggro, <crushes> basically. <laughs> yeah. Not necessarily that kills them, it just pulls the investigation away. Yeah. Oh, oh, what's this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, uh. Snap! Hey, look at the distraction. <laughs> That's killing people. Yeah. There were there were a dozen people on that Ferris wheel when it came down. Mm. Oh God! Let's think about that more than the uh, than the the whole like ball pit conspiracy. Yes, of course. And the last one. What started out as a fifty yard head start was now only a twenty foot distance. So this is the second or third time this has happened, but. It keeps shifting from using yards to feet quite often. And maybe it's more normal outside of Canada, but it's kind of confusing to me. Because yeah. I know generally that here in Canada, we use meter, we use feet and meters. Generally, we don't use yards. But even from my experience of using feet and meters, if it's a smaller distance, you just use feet. We're only busting out meters and kilometers for long larger distances like in a gps you know if you're just describing 
running away from a guy, you just use feet. Because, like, I don't know the conversion good enough that I have to... Like, I get what how far 20 feet is. I don't know how far 50 yards is. So I ha- every time it mentioned yards, I had to Google a freaking translator or a conversion table to, mm-hmm. to find out what that is in feet so I can actually see it in my head as how far away he actually is. Yeah, and also, I just quickly checked it. Yeah, the, the U.S. customary system of measurement is inches, feet, yards, and miles. Yes. So... That's why, yeah, there is definitely a difference between, like, so, like, it would be the difference between us saying, like, uh, like a 50-meter head start turned into a 20-foot. But even that annoys me because you're using two different, that's my whole point. I don't, I'm not hating on the yard system. I'm hating on the fact that it's using two different uh, systems of measurement. Units? No, it's using two different units. Units of measurement, yeah. yeah. For for the same thing it's describing like like during this chase scene it's two of them like feet and yards which is confusing it would just be 150 feet yeah I, i'm gonna have to i gotta disagree because i i preferred it having the like i i can understand why they went with the yards over feet because like it's it's still like to me it would it, it conveys like a great distance and then like cut to like 20 like went from like 50 yards to me to me it fits but like okay this might be like a agree to disagree thing like 150 feet you can sprint that in like five ten seconds not even like it's not that far my driveway is 100 feet long so my driveway plus half how far can you how quick can you run up that not you specifically but people Thank I'm not. I'm not bringing your athleticism into uh, context <laughs> into question. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a small enough distance that it shouldn't matter. <laughs> it should just stay with the smaller one and keep it consistent. It's consistency. That's what I'm talking. All right, about. fair enough. You Do are you also be happy if it kept its yards, so it would end up being 50 yards turned into about six yard. Yeah. Distance. Or yeah. keep it with feet, just either or. Alright, fair. It's akin to like if a story is using brackets and also italics to do the same thing, pick one mm-hmm. and just use one, you know? That's my opinion as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is the end of my grammar in yellow. Alright. Then I suppose we'll move on to actual thoughts then. Uh so I'm going to start with this one here. Um, his eyes fluttered before he completely blacked out. And thus was the end of Max. Wait, this is paragraph four on page one of a seven page story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is like, yeah, like, it's like he passes out for the crushing, like, like, as he's like, like losing air and like drowning in this ball, in this ball pit. And then it like cuts to black. It's like, and credits. <laughs> or was it? <laughs> um, yeah, so then continuing on, uh, he was on an escalator slowly moving downward. The surrounding area was different from, than anything Max had ever seen before. The sky was aligned with purple clouds and pink hues. So as he's like describing, like as his descent down from like the heavens after just, you know, passing out uh, from uh, from the crushing weight of in the ball pit and such, I was like, first thought here, is Max in hell? <laughs> like is Max descending down to hell? Yeah, that's what I first thought. I thought he was waking up. <laughs> Like, sorry, I'm yeah. not trying to jump in, but I no, thought he was waking up. Like he, 
who's gonna wake up in heaven and god's like you know what no just send them back <laughs> yeah, it's down, like... and they just throw him on the escalator let him slowly ride down see i thought it was like yeah it's like it's like the kenny moment in the in the south park movie it's like what is this place <laughs> among the stars is this heaven no little boy you're going to hell yeah <laughs> yeah exactly i love that, that song scene. it's awesome oh uh, it's so good uh but then my other thought was like oh no this entire story better is this entire story is going to be a dream, isn't it? And update after reading the story, this sort of totes the line between the mund- a mundane element and or un- a mundane explanation and something actually supernatural. And you know what? Fuck all you guys who who like like are like oh it's mundane or oh it's it's ruined it's it's ruined because it, it's well, it's probably just a mundane thing it's not supernatural at all fuck you guys i like the the fact that this lot that this I didn't totes the say line. anything i'm not i'm not, I'm not I, I wasn't yelling at you just anybody who does who does this i'm not i wasn't gonna name names uh-huh. <laughs> mikey it, no. yeah it, it was totally a dream like he just gets knocked <laughs> down in the ball pit and then he wakes up you know what other story does that the first book of narnia <laughs> pan's labyrinth and several other pieces of uh, pieces of literary work and movies where the where children go to a strange mystical world, <laughs> but then at the very end, it sort of insinuates that it could have all been make believe. Like they pop out of a cupboard, um, and it was like they were all just like playing hide and seek in a wardrobe. Or um, in Pan's Labyrinth, it's it's sort of it's sort of totes line of like, is this all in the care in the kid's head? Or is this actually happening? Um, like, is the character in a coma, or are they actually dealing with some kind of weird fantasy world? Um, that's and, and like, what is it all in their? Is it all a dream, or is it like they went to another? They 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 were propelled to another world. Like, uh, hell, John Carter of Mars literally um, literally has that <laughs> as the uh, as the as the teleportation device to Mars. <laughs> um, John Carter dies. Uh, or like is dying on earth and blacks out and his mind, his consciousness teleports across the stars to, to Barsoom, which is Mars in the alien language, uh, in the Barsoomian language. <laughs> um, uh, and that's when he like has his whole grand adventures on Mars. And then he teleports back to his body in on earth. <laughs> so was it all a dream of a dying man <laughs> or was it actually uh, a fantastical sci-fi adventure in on Mars. Yeah. Like it happened like this this happens a lot in stories where like they they tote the line at the so at the end like it leaves the audience or the reader to decide for themselves if they what they experienced was an actual like fantastical thing that happened or was it all in the character's head. And I feel like this story by the end kind of for me anyway it totes the line properly like it it sort of creates that balance balancing act where like I could, t- I could, I could, I could go the mundane rounds. Like, Oh, this was all like in this kid's head as he was uh, suffocating down in the bottom of the ball pit. Um, or this kid actually had this weird experience and it was all supernatural. And there's some weird, ch- like <laughs> some weird conspiracy in this of, of a supernatural sort where like uh, ball, par- ball pits and, and like play areas across the world are literally being fueled by the souls of the damned. <laughs> um and i i like it like the way they they presented that in the story so um sorry i just had to get that out can i (laughs) say a thing no okay (laughs) no you you can go 
I <laughs> actually never thought of the mundane option at all. See, I just, I oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I stayed well, in lore the entire time. See, I can't help but like look at like multiple facets of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my that's my cross to bear. <laughs> but like, yeah, I I was just like I was like reading this is like okay, this could go either way. This could be like again, he's suffocating through the eyes of a child, or the fun route. <laughs> this is all supernatural. <laughs> like he's been given a, a insight into the magical world. Like his soul was taken from his body and at the bottom of the ball pit, and taken down to a supernatural location. <laughs> that's how I'm gonna I, personally. That's my headcanon, is that he it was supernatural side. Um, but I could see the argument that it was mundane. But fuck those guys. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I had a lot had a lot of my chest on that one because, like, as I was reading the story, it was like, uh, oh no. So I'm gonna I'm gonna move on, <laughs> move on from that. Okay, get that out now. Yeah, I feel better now. Good. Um, so he was a rather tall man, and his skin <laughs> was pale and smooth. Sorry, he often just just the wording. Okay. Did we fix that wording? He was tall man. No, he was a rather tall man. Oh, all I heard was he was tall man. Oh, really? Yeah. I, okay, shit. Okay, yeah, he was a rather tall man, and his skin was pale and smooth. He opened his mouth to reveal a toothy grin made up of teeth treated with the most proper of hygienic care. And the sight of the man caused Max to smile as well. He wore a red suit decorated in blue, purple, and yellow polka dots. It's Splendorman! <laughs> Sorry, like, literally, like, like, almost fits the bill. Like, if the, if the suit wasn't red, if it was, like, black... And with like like because otherwise that's that's like literally if you look up Splendor Man that's that's kind of fits the bill. <laughs> um, and there's another character that this this character fits, but I'm going to get to that in a moment with my next quote actually. Um, so this is uh this is Max talking to the man and stuff. It's like, uh, how is this place so huge and colorful? Max asked. Although he was just a small boy, he was still curious as to how something so impossible could be real. It was hard to it was hard for him to wrap his head around the perfection before him, and he needed an answer, not out of suspicion, but out of curiosity. You see, Max, you're dead. <laughs> this is heaven. <laughs> no, that's not what it says, but that's that was like my first thought my my first thought like Ray is like, You see, Max. <laughs> yeah. Um You see, Max, this place is always so bright and happy because it's fueled by the happiness and joy of the world. The joy acts like a battery here. And soon you can help and soon you can help this world be even brighter and more perfect. I can tell you I can tell you're a good child, Max. I know for a fact that the rest of the children would be excited to have your joy help fuel theirs. So aside from like, yeah, the my my comment earlier is like, well, Max, you're dead. <laughs> this is heaven. Um Ignore the fact that the uh, the escalator went in reverse down from the heavens. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the you, as soon as I was like reading this, your, part, body, your soul was going to go to heaven so hard that you overshot heaven, and you have to go back down to heaven. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's totally what it is. Yeah, ignore the red, ignore the the red uh, devil tail that's like flapping behind me. Yeah, it's nothing <laughs> in my disguise. Um, Halloween. Gosh, yeah. it's Halloween up in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween heaven. 
having Halloween. Anyway. Um, but yeah, the uh, as I was reading this part of like, uh, like this place is is fueled by is like a battery, and it's like it's powered by joy and happiness. Um, like that's what's fueling this place and such. I was suddenly pulled back to the secret world, uh, an MMORPG that I play with gamer uh, and some friends. Uh, that is basically like supernatural, like secret world. <laughs> literally the secret world of of like of the earth like all like all like everything is like all the urban legends and conspiracy theories are true like the illuminati templar they all exist as factions there's like all manner of supernatural entities and stuff of like that including um the founder of the of the abandoned amusement park atlantic island park oh yeah uh who nathaniel winter who built that 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 now a haunted amusement park as an engine or battery to harvest the joy and happiness from children who went to the park so that he could gain that uh, gain that as power and and have immortal life nathaniel winter yeah yeah oh, wow. uh, well you you learn that actually in the park in like the spin-off game the park and actually and i think through also through the uh, the quest lines that are in atlantic island park in the secret world um Nathaniel Winter even looks somewhat similar to the tall man here. Um and even more so when the tall man like starts twisting and rotting into a, like a, his like horrible uh, into his joyless form. Um where when Nathaniel Winter eventually like for, through the power that he he accumulates from his from uh, the soul engine or whatever the the amusement park is, uh he eventually becomes the boogeyman of the secret world. Um, and he's like this horrible, twisted, lanky, tall figure in a in a suit and uh, and top hat. Um, and obviously, I'm not insinuating that this story is riffing off of that, like directly. But like, it's probably just, and it's probably because I'm a huge Secret World Legends fan, <laughs> and I recently played the spinoff game, The Park, like literally, like yesterday. <laughs> so after reading the story, I was like, wh- like, wow. That that that, I'm I'm connecting dots. I'm connecting polka dots that may not necessarily be <laughs> actually connected, but like there I am. And also, I just really love the idea of somebody uh, creating some kind of occult engine or supernatural like engine that is powered by the souls of joy, or by, either powered by the souls of the damned, like by damn children, or powered by the by the emotions of children, like power, like fuel fueled by joy or happiness and laughter um to like power some occult design like that's that's so up my wheelhouse it's not even funny you you really like power rangers because the main villain steals people's energy no maybe that's why i like because i i want i loved power rangers as a kid so maybe that is literally it is like i i I love I still Power Rangers. That now. idea, <laughs> it's still awesome. I mean, I, I, I just haven't watched it. <laughs> I haven't like, either. As an adult, <laughs> I'm sure the but yeah, maybe that's where similar. that originated, like that in like Sailor Moon or like Card Captors, like those kind of like shows that I watched as a kid. Card Captors, like it's, it's yeah, relevant. We, <laughs> it's <good to> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's the part here, and then um, continuing on the sort of train of thought. Here's the next uh, the next quote I have. Uh, the man's expression changed again. This time, however, it was one of frustration. He placed one hand on, Mar- on Max's shoulder and used the other to grab his arm. He squeezed tightly, and his voice was different. The previously cheerful tone he once held was replaced with anger. His teeth were clenched. 
His veins were starting to become more noticeable through his head. Listen here, Max. Listen when I am speaking to you. Do you want to? Do you want the rest of the kids in the ball pit to be to have a bad time just because you wouldn't eat ice cream? I'm trying to help you enjoy yourself, and as a result, you'll help the kids up there have the time of their lives. But no, you'd rather be a loser. Do you want to know for be? Do you want to be known for being a disappointment, Max? Do you want to be a? Do you want to be known? As a loser? So, this, like, this shift from, like, cool, weird, supernatural, happy place to, like, it all being a facade to, like, or, like, angering the the demigod or or the entity that owns this realm and, like, having it being turned over and, like, uh, having it all being through, like, the lens of a child. Um, Man, this story for me, perfect seed scenario for a Little Fears RPG game. Or monster of the monster of the childish things like we're all we're all the characters we're all the player characters are like children who end up in this place, <laughs> and like first first act of the of the scenario is like they've they've all wound up here, and the character like the 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 man the tall man, um, is is all happy and laying them like 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 you're you're having a fun time you're like you're you're going on the rides you're having food like cotton candy and some of that or having a balloon and stuff and then act two happens in the scenario and the character like the tall man character is revealed to be like an evil like monster who is like literally like has you here so that he can steal your soul or like steal your soul your life energy to fuel this place and keep it running uh, and he's doing so like all like he he does so by like you were all like stolen from various ball pits across the country or something like maybe you yeah you're not all like you're not even like all friends you're just like strange like strangers who like woke up on the on the escalator going down from like different locations yeah so um yeah I, I could feel like it could be like yeah you're a group of friends that get all sucked down at once or like you're all separate children that have been taken from other parts of the world to this nether realm where uh where this engine is 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 going <clears throat> it's like it almost kind of reminds me of like it's like a supernatural pitcher plant in a way or like some kind of like um it's like a network of pitch of like uh of pitcher plants where like it attracts children because of like its play areas and stuff like that but they're all linked to this supernatural like base where it where the children's soul where what at least one or two children's souls at a time are digested into energy for this place but uh yeah honestly like yeah again as i read the story huge like scenario idea like fodder like gaming fodder uh and i'm i'm here for it (laughs) um and then uh we get this quote here um max looked back and saw the man his entire appearance had changed his suit was stained and tattered and the previously bright colors were dull his hair was neat before, but was now a greasy mess of white. His skin was deteriorating and rotting, and he smelled of death and disease. And then this man was revealed to be Nathaniel Winter. <laughs> Seriously, if you look up, like, look up the Secret World Legends uh, or the park and the boogeyman therein, <laughs> like it is, it's a pretty good like it, it, like stand-in for for what this for what the tall man looks like. At least to me, anyway. Like, has like, a tattered suit, 
um, white crazy hair underneath the top hat. <laughs> uh, very lanky looking figure. Like, deter- like bo- his body's like warped and twisted and like decaying. Mm. Like he looks like a corpse under- inside the suit. So, yeah, I uh, was just like getting major like game fodder vibes and major Secret World Legends vibes, and I was here for it <laughs> because yeah. of that. Um, it was a good look. And- and again, like I like the uh, just the overall like uh, again the Secret World Legends stuff and like all that kind of out aside, the the idea that the story is presenting of this like weird place that's that's being fueled by the souls of children, <laughs> it's gonna sound weird. I like that idea. I love that idea as a piece of fiction, as a work, as a in fiction. I love that idea. Like the idea of using it, children as batteries. I'm for it. Mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> like I looked Look at, that. I looked at, the, I looked at the Matrix. And I was like, "Hold my beer. We can make this better." Yeah. <laughs> children, <laughs> all children. <laughs> Does that make me a bad person? <laughs> no, because it's not real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's the, that's the trick. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. all fiction. I, I like it. I would hate it in real life, obviously, but I, in fiction, <laughs> in fiction. This is like, a, yeah, this is this is something that a monster would do, <laughs> like a supernatural monster would do. It's it's something a fiend would do. So yeah, like I'm all for it. Um, and then onto my last actual thought, he watched all the swarming in the pit, like a bunch of animals, ignorant of what lies below. Wake up, sheeple! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that, that also that, that's the one thing that invoked in me when I like read that. Where like he's like watching all the kids like playing around, and he's just like he just shouts at them. It's like, wake up, you sheeple! You're all you're all cattle. Yeah, I'm surprised he doesn't say anything when he gets out. No, it just well, no, it, it just ends like it ends before he can do that. He just like looks on, yeah. is like marveling at. It does look a little bit brighter and cheerful in here. And then Finn, like, end as as a good horror story do. But uh, yeah, that's my actual thoughts. So, Mikey, these stands for evil. Well. Gamer already talked about the uh, moving platforms escalator issue. Uh, so I, I had that in my actual thoughts, but it's already been talked about. So we don't need to go over that again. Yeah, I almost well, put it in my actual thoughts too, but the reason I put it under grammar is because the grammar is the reason that I didn't understand what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you had an issue with the with how it was written in the story. I would count that as a grammar inquisition rather than a, mm-hmm. a plot thing. With it, which is what we usually have for actual thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just me putting it in the wrong spot. Go me. No, it's <laughs> fine. Don't worry about it. Did, did Did you have anything like that? Like you wanted to add to that segment? No. Or... No, just the uh, sort of. I envisioned him laying down, and then he's waking up, and he's on a platform, and then suddenly he's on an escalator, and it's like, well, escalators don't have room for you to lay down on. Or you're gonna feel that you're on the stairs if you're yeah, laying down. down at a 45 degree angle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and there's there's like points that are digging into you at, at like at like at, at a pattern. <laughs> like the uh, the edges of the uh, the steps are are probably gonna be digging into like parts of your back as you're doing it. So it's not gonna be a flat object unless maybe the, it was it was a conveyor belt up in the clouds, but then like it then it transitioned to an escalator, but. I really wanted to be a conveyor belt. <laughs> I did. All right, I did. <laughs> yeah. Long story short, on that, there's a lot of ways that you can describe it as an escalator because that's what it yeah. is. Instead of just, it and, feels like a moving platform. 
Yeah, and this story did not <laughs> describe it as an escalator initially. But yeah. Then my next actual thought is about something that I feel could have gone somewhere, but it ends up not going anywhere. Um, so here's the quote here. There, kid, you got a two-for-one deal. I did a magic trick and made you a balloon. Now, if you behave and have tons of fun, you can... Get even more prizes. So when I read that, I thought that he had made Max into a balloon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) So now thinking that at the end, uh, the one thing he noticed could have been so much different. So I have it. And as he watched the kids play in the pit, he did notice one thing in particular. Max was a balloon. <laughs> he was still a, a balloon. <laughs> that would have been really cool. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> oh God, can you imagine like being like, what, like a parent, like watching the kids in the ball pit, like seeing this one kid, like get tackled down, like underneath the, the ball pit and going like, man, that kid's been down uh, underneath the, the ball pit for like a good solid, like five, 10 minutes now. <laughs> Is he okay? And then just watching like, a few minutes later, like like after like after like ten twenty minutes have gone by, and like maybe like he call, like maybe the the parent calls somebody like calls like a, a a a staff member or something. Looks looks over as a balloon just like emerges out of like out of the ball pit where the kid had like drowned in. <laughs> yeah. Also, you sir are assuming that this took ten twenty minutes. He could have went down, been down there for ten seconds, and came back. That's true. Yeah, like supernatural. Both dream logic, uh, dream sequences, and like supernatural locations, it only takes like seconds for the for yeah. things to happen. So like, yeah, it's like it's like there's a time dilation uh, in in that kind of situation. Again, I think that's actually how like the Fly in the Witch in the Wardrobe ended. Like they spent literally years in Narnia, like throughout the entire like book. They like they were they were thirty or forty year olds. By the time they they found the, the the wardrobe again in on on the Narnia side, and then when they passed through, they were children again, and it had only been a few seconds, or like oh, been a few of... mi- it, it only been a few minutes be- uh, when the uh, the man who owned the house that they were in um, arrived in the room and saw that they they had just like all like fallen out of the the wardrobe, uh, and they were playing hide and seek. <laughs> so, <laughs> just to take it back to that, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, sorry, Mikey, for stealing it again, stealing your spotlight again. Yeah, so, so I think that would have been an, an interesting twist at the end, and it's already there. You just have to put it in. Balloon uh, horror. Yeah, it's it's underappreciated in the genre. Like yeah. we only have really, we really only just have the 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 Stephen King, uh, uh, Tim Curry, uh, it miniseries with the. Uh, balloons <laughs> like the bloody balloons mm-hmm. um the pop up but speaking on endings i also came up with another alternate ending um and as he watched the kids play in the pit he did notice one thing in particular the pit seemed different than it had before this wasn't the same ball pit that max went into oh shit 
Oh yeah, he, he could went be anywhere to a, now. He, yeah, because like there were multiple escalators. He may not have taken the one that he was uh, he was running for. Uh, he he originally came down from. See, that's not. Yeah, whatever. See, that's not where I thought you were going. I thought you were like there is one thing he noticed about the ball pit. He saw a dead, lanky arm exposed to the ball pit, and that's when he realized Max was a ghost. Like. Yeah, he escaped a, a hell. Arm. Yeah, the, an <laughs> and, arm hanging out of the ball pit with the same watch he had on. Yeah, yeah, like basically insinuating that like his soul yeah. went to that hell place, and then he escaped, but he didn't get back to his body. His body's still dead at the bottom of the ball pit. <laughs> I like the teleportation option, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I do too. Like, I think I think all of them kind of work in their own way. <laughs> like all the mm-hmm. endings we've come up with. <laughs> like, again, that's what I like about this story. Is like it kind of lends it to like it could be a couple of things if you like add a few extra words <laughs> yes <laughs> you change a lot with a little yeah mm-hmm. isn't that true about a lot of things though <laughs> mm. Mm. there's entire sentences that i've completely changed the meaning with just putting a comma in or or even just like having a slight like uh intention or like uh what not a word not intention Inflection. Um, in, yeah, having a slight inflection on something can change the entire meaning of a sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, there are no still wolves. Or <laughs> there are no wolves in the <laughs> There are no wolves in the stillwood. There are no wolves in the stillwood. There yes. are no wolves in the stillwood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are no still wolves. <laughs> Still Wolves is my Icker Falls High School ska band. Oh, nice. There's a lot of ska bands, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, yeah. I've lived many lives in high school. Mm-hmm. That's into my actual thoughts. As always, you got some bangers. <laughs> so. All right, gamer, you're up. <laughs> okay. Your weight and sheer number of rubber balls in the pit was preventing him from breathing. So, as a kid, I recall mm-hmm. you could quote unquote swim along the bottom of a ball pit and be just fine for air. Yeah. Like that would not be killing you. Well, yes. Does it say does it say just uh, the weight of the the, sh- the It weight? does just yeah, you're you're yeah, it, it does say that. Yeah. But it's um, their sorry, it's their weight as in the kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, their weight and the sheer number of rubber balls in the pit was preventing him from breathing and he felt some kids knee and elbow him in the face. Yes, but what I'm getting at is yeah. The the amount of balls around him had nothing to do with him not having air. It's no, all no. him being suffocated from being dogpiled by 15 yep. kids apparently. Yeah, but these kids just like apparently like what we're not hearing That's is that me. he didn't want to go. What? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like we, what we're not hearing is that these kids all knew this kid, like all knew Max, and were like, "This fucking shit disturber." <laughs> I was like, "What did you say, Max? What did you say about my mom?" <laughs> you better not go in the ball pit. <laughs> fucked up if you go in there. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but yeah, like you're saying, yeah, like I, I do recall, like. It wasn't the ball pit necessarily, like the balls of the ball pit that were like the problem when you're in there. Like it gets, it can get get kind of claustrophobic when you're down there. But it's mm-hmm. like swimming, like you said, like you can like you can just kind of like shimmy down, shimmy around like underneath it. Um, it's it's really the weight of the children, yes. <laughs> the other kids. So 
the start of the story happens and he's like all sad and he doesn't want to be there and he's pouting being a negative Nancy about everything and then he gets tackled yep. and then he wakes up on the escalator doesn't react to it at all goes through the clouds sees the circus at the bottom gets there skips along the path with him with the the, the creature there he's like reacting to none of this at all yeah and my note on that is just like nothing phases this kid it seems at all <laughs> not till the not till the ice cream uh not, not till he's about to like get ice cream he's like wait this is wrong <laughs> mm-hmm I mean that's again like uh, maybe some points against the story, but we don't know the age proper, the full age of this kid. I mean, like kids tend to accept things way more easily than adults. So yeah, he could be like, five to thirty-five. Like last week, yeah. I played in a ball pit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have my own personal ball pit out back with I, children. No, it's my own ball pit. <laughs> oh, okay. No, you, you're talking about you. I mean, I, I thought you meant like look, Max is actually a 35 year old. No, <laughs> like going to a ball pit with a bunch of kids. Like, no. um, but also like, yeah, like, like, um, like the niece cultist takes so many things at like face value. Like, just like, oh yeah, sure. This, this is, this is fine. This is totally fine. When like, I'm like, and like, meanwhile, I'm looking at the thing, the same thing. I was like, oh, there's, this is definitely like no bueno, but like, she's like totally nonplussed by it. Yeah. So yeah, that's fair. However, like, it just seems weird considering his personality, which kind of blends into my next one here. Because of the intro of his... This is the intro of his personality. Max didn't particularly like other children, but his mother told him (laughs) to make some friends. Max slowly descended into the pit with a frown on his pale little face. Almost immediately after entering, a small boy tossed himself onto Max and sent him tumbling into the center of the arena. Max resurfaced with a scowl painted on his lips. That is how Max is first described to us. <laughs> yeah, and then cut to him waking up in the dream world or whatever he's in, and then all of a yeah. sudden he's super happy. It's like he's a different kid. Yeah, that is true. Like he is—he was the debbiest of downers. Yeah, <laughs> in, in the beginning of this, and then I, you know, I almost—I want to actually—I need to look like back to the story where, like, uh, where the tall man talks about the other children because, like, does does he react at all about like? like in a negative way about like there's other kids here um, um yes well kind of it was more yeah. wasn't negative it was more surprised and he was questioning it because he, he uh, the guy was talking about other kids and then he's like what other kids there's no one else here yeah i feel like i i what do you mean yeah i actually got it right now um other oh the children of the ball pit okay so like i feel like more could have been added there because like maybe he's fine. Like like again, like there's no children, other children around the carnival as far as he knew. It was just him and the and the other and like the tall man. So like he's actually happier now, like because he's actually in like a paradise for himself. But then as soon as the children get brought up earlier, he like I feel it says like Max stopped for a moment. Other chil- other children, he hadn't seen any other kids. Uh, he uh, since he stepped into the carnival, no, he hadn't seen anyone but the man. I feel like there should have been a little bit extra here where like Max frowned or like suddenly became very distressed. It's like, Oh no, more children. Like, I don't want, I I want, I don't want to share this place with anybody else. (laughs) Like, yeah, he should be putting his frown back on at this point. Cause the whole reason he was sad before is because he didn't want to socialize. Yeah. And then maybe that's one, the, the tall man, like, like shows a little bit extra more to him. Where it's just like, like there's like a moment where he like kind of, he get him. He also has a frown, but you don't know why yet. 
And then he like brightens up. He's like, well, don't worry, Max. We'll get you some ice cream and that'll make you feel better. And like, oh, ice cream. Yeah. And like, like he's trying to like keep Max happy and joyful because that's how this place grows. Like you can't, this place can't have a toxic or can't have, can't have a, a Debbie Downer there. Otherwise it ruins the, the energy flow. You see, that's something that they could have done that's interesting with this. He mm-hmm. could have used his Debbie Downerism specifically to like uh to dampen the, the effects of the place and like wreck the experience. Like basically he just ran away. That's how he got away. But they could have done something interesting by using negativity as a positive in this to beat the the system, basically. I mean Maybe um I I'm I'm gonna bring something from the park <laughs> actually like the the game the park mm-hmm. um the reason why the boogeyman like the reason why the story like during the story of the of that um uh the character the main character Lorraine and her son go into Atlantic Island Park but like they have a strange relationship like her like the mother and daughter like the mother and the son like they like the mother actually kind of resents her son um like and is just kind of like. It, they have a very toxic kind of unhealthy relationship between like mother and son like um and it's actually their like depression and like like or Lorraine's depression like postpartum depression and like a bunch of like her like anxiety and her like her dark mood and her like her her sort of um just sort of un, un unfortunate um a hatred for her own son that's like kind of deep seated from like when she, when she gave birth to him and stuff and like all the circumstances about her like her crummy life when they go to the park the boogeyman's actually like the reason why the boogeyman there is like after them and stuff like that and like what uh wants Lorraine like to deal with her son and stuff like that is because they're not happy and this place generates hap it's supposed to be like supposed to harvest happiness not not sadness so they're actually like antagonistic. Like the reason, the whole reason, the whole like the place is antagonistic to Lorraine and her son is because they're unhappy in it. <laughs> so it it kind of reminded me of this, where like the 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 boogeyman or like the the tall man shifts gears to try and make Max happy and like starts revealing his more sinister intent because he's suddenly unhappy. Yes, and like caught up with dread. But yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Being sad is um counterproductive to the area so like for example with the door instead yeah. of kicking it down he could have been like using negativity to destroy the door instead of just kicking it down or something because the whole thing you can see outside when they run when he runs away the whole place is deteriorating like yeah fair. stuff's falling yeah. away because uh he's not happy anymore so he could have weaponized that basically <laughs> yeah no for sure that, that, that's definitely a take you could go with this is like mm. using your negativity rather than having that feed into the engine of this place rather than the happiness and have that like help the character rather than hinder them. Yeah. Cause pretty much every other time that a character is negative in a story, <laughs> that's just because they're sad and negative at the start and then they become happier by the end or whatever, or they, st- yeah. they stay the same, but it doesn't help them really. Yeah. This potentially has a way to have negativity be a positive. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, and and honestly, like this story does kind of it, it, it goes that route, but doesn't go the, as far as you're as you're uh, suggesting. Where it's like yeah. his negativity kicks in and helps reveal the sinister intent of this place, mm-hmm. but then it doesn't go any further. Of like, like he just again he just outruns everything. He doesn't actually like use his negativity to to tear down obstacles. <laughs> like unintentionally, I guess. But either way, yeah, yeah. 
But either way, the long, long and short of my whole thing here is just he doesn't seem like the same kid when he gets there. Yeah, that's the big thing. There, there needs to be more. When he, you know where, where it is, when he first wakes up, there's no scene of him being like, "Fuck, I, I knew." I, I told mom I didn't want to go to the ball pit. Like he's immediately happy. He's not even sad that he was just smothered. It's such a sharp change. It needs to blend a little bit. Just have like one or two lines of him being annoyed and then realizing where he is and like, "Oh, it's really pretty here." Oh, wow. Like, I'm fine or, with him being happy with yeah. how nice it is. There just has to be a yeah. blend. Yeah, or even like you're you're going with like he's he's pissed off as soon as he gets down there. Like, or maybe like as soon as he gets he wakes up, it's like it's like oh finally I'm away from all that bullshit. Like he's relieved rather than annoyed. Like because he's away from all that all the children and like all that the stuff he didn't want to do. But then and then and then he becomes like oh this place is so much cooler than where I was. Yeah, <laughs> and there's no children. There's no other kids. Fuck those kids. Yeah, yeah. Either way. Yeah. Yeah. The whole vibe I got from him is he's like getting an early start on his angsty teen phase, but that was yeah. only really in the intro, and it should be throughout. So I'll move. I on. mean, again, uh, again, not not to counter you, but like that's also not just angsty chill, like like a pre uh, early angsty teen, like that that could literally just be a child who doesn't want to do something, and they will stay miserable <laughs> if they if they are told they have to do something and they don't want to do it, they are going to be miserable to counter you, like. Nice Cultus has done that multiple times. <laughs> she is a monster. <laughs> Good. She's raised to be. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. As the prophecies foretold. I mean, what? <laughs> I heard nothing. So, uh, regarding the room of hanging kid bodies? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the sentences we say on this show. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I kind of wish it was described that they weren't all kids but their age, ages ranged from kids to adults but they were all in kid sized clothes which would basically be saying that he's been doing this for ages and he keeps them alive for years and years as batteries oh my god you're right unless see yeah that that might be a hint that like they aren't actually the physical forms of these people but they're like just the souls that are being like siphoned like their their outward appearance still looks like a body, but it's actually just a soul. That's why they haven't aged. But with that, I, I and Max yeah, is a soul right now too because he's interacting with the bodies. Yeah, because like I'm partially like I'm 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 partially of the inclination that like he left his soul departed his body that's underneath the ball pit <laughs> and is is in this hell in this hellscape. Mm-hmm. Sort of like um, yeah, like again, there's multiple stories that do this or multiple movies that do this where the characters like soul gets taken and then they come back to their body. Hell, the Warriors of Virtue did that. <laughs> kind of. The Warriors of Virtue? Um, That's, what is that? The one with the kangaroo, karate kangaroos. The kid like fall, like jumps in, like goes into like a, a water, like a spiraling water pit by accident and like washes up into like the weird land. And then the movie and reverts back to like when he's about to jump, like about to like Cross the beam that would like send him into the water pit, but he decides not to. I've <laughs> never seen that. Really? No. Oh, it's a it's a it's a fun. Uh, I, well, I, only... It was it was a fun movie when I was a teen, when I was like a young, when I was like a like early teen. But <laughs> the only karate kangaroo I can think of is the uh, the secret character from Streets of Rage Two that is a karate oh. kangaroo. <laughs> Man, we need to we, we need to sit down and watch the terrible like 
early, late nineties, early two thousands movie. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. All right. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to cut. What? Rue was the kangaroo from Street. Yeah, that, that's. Well, that's what they actually called the kangaroos in the Warriors of Virtue, like the the, the ruse nice. as well. Uh, I wonder if it's actually a homage to that, maybe. But um, yeah, sorry. Going back to your stuff, <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't, I also don't hate your idea of like the like some of the bodies just being like they're they're older, but they they they've been siphoned for years. Mm-hmm. Like that, that is also kind just of like desiccated corpses at the by the end of it, like aged grandfatherly or even straight up skeletons by the end of it yeah or just des- yeah just desiccated husks hell no desiccated husks are just like they're just discarded and like thrown into like a corner yeah dumpster over there with a whole bunch of them in there yeah exactly doing so not discarding bodies having the aged batteries would explain why no one's caught him or even like I- I'm talking like he's a freaking criminal he's a a magical well, demon. He's a supernatural point. criminal. You know, the SNTF hasn't ha- haven't caught wind of this yet. That's true. But either way, it would explain why no one's caught him if he's been doing it like slowly over the span of decades. Because the amount of kids here, the amount of kids here, if they're all kids and they're all theoretically aging, and that means he would have taken all of them within the past couple of years. <laughs> so yeah. like a mass disappearance of kids. Well, and and uh, and Max brings that up is like they they've been getting away with this because these kids just go missing when they go to play areas. But they're it, because it, like because this place is connected to all the ball pits in the world. Um, he's able to get away with this because like yeah, like those people those kids just end up missing. They but they never get found again. I guess. Um, and it's like yeah, like I, I'm not like that. If if you have how like pr- thousands and thousands of ball pits connected to this place. Um, over the course of like several decades, because I think ball pits have only been around for like probably like probably like by the fifties at the latest, if I had to guess. Um, so like say like five decades over the course of um like across the entire world, you steal one child every so often from a ball pit. That kid's not they're the, the that kid's just going to disappear, like go missing. Then they're not going to like the the people are going to assume that they they left the ball pit and. And left the building, or like, or got got away from the building, and like they were never found again. Like that, that shit just happens. Like, hell, people have gone missing in 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 uh, in in cities and places. Like children have gone missing like that in in uh, in even more like with people watching them. <laughs> people, uh, kids have gone missing across and never been found again. Like, so it's not that hard to believe. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That like this this whole if this is a some kind of like dark conspiracy of like children going missing at play areas, yeah, and it is worldwide, so it's a little easier to swallow. Yeah. So I attempted a Google search of how many ball pits are in the world. Surprisingly, it did See, not I... show up. <laughs> I did find the history of the ball pit. It was first uh, created in '76 at SeaWorld Captain's Kids World in San Diego as a result of this guy's experience at Ontario Place. Wow, so this so ball pits have a Canadian uh, a Canadian uh, uh, heritage, Canadian inspiration created by an American. Yeah. So just like Superman, actually, no, Eric <laughs> McMillan is a Canadian designer. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, so it is Canadian. Yeah, hell yeah, fucking a. Even more proud of uh, my ball pit. All of the balls are yellow, by the way. 
Of course. <laughs> Why as, as is your want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Uh, you, you don't have any like or, uh, any reddish yellows or any uh, bluish yellows? A couple, but just for target practice. Because <clears throat> okay. the whole point of, of my ball pit is so I can dive in there and swim through the balls while attacking targets. It's a very important skill that I totally need as a ninja. Clearly. Uh, also, I'm on I'm on the ball pit wiki, uh, like, like the, 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 the Wikipedia entry. Not, not okay. there's not a wiki. For... <laughs> yeah, so it says like yeah. So was, the first ball pit was created by by Eric McMillian, or Merrick McMillan, um, or Eric McMillan, <laughs> um, in 1976. So that that's when that so about the 70s is when is when ball pits came around. Mm. Uh, and then there's an urban legend thing. It's like beginning in the late 1990s, a number of urban legends arose about children being severely injured or killed in ball pit encounters with vipers or hypodermic needles. There is no truth to these stories, however. Like snakes? Yeah. Like, I guess, like, oh, if if ball pits, like, if they're across the globe, like, there are, pl- like, in Australia, in, like, other parts of the world where, like, vipers and, like, rattlesnakes and snakes can get in, like, if it's, like, at a carnival and some of that, hell, anywhere that, ha- any any place that has, has like, poisonous snakes uh, that has and they have a carnival with, with ball pits, there's a chance that a snake is going to get is going to snake into there, mm. and like again, like once they get disturbed by like a child moving around a ball pit, they're going to strike. So, yeah. and then yeah, hypodermic needles. Like again, like some some junkies could be like in there or like drop some needles in there mm. to hide it. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting. It's like there, like right, like right after the history of of the ball pit, there is a an urban legend section in the Wikipedia entry. <laughs> Yeah, that is weird because most people looking up a ball pit probably would not be interested in that. <laughs> They're yeah. like, "Oh, ball ball pits are fun. Yeah, kids like them." By the way, people apparently maybe died, but probably not. <laughs> Don't think about it too much. Yeah. Anyways, ball in pit. popular culture, in the Johnny Bravo episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll move on from here. Yes. This is also we'll a- climb out of the sorry, we'll climb out of the rabbit hole ball pit area. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> and we are still in the room of hanging kid bodies, but in a different way now. Okay. I'm just going to read this section. Oh, what a lovely row of death. Yeah. Max could hear the man only 10 or so feet behind him. He was stronger and faster than Max, moving through the bodies with ease. Max knew he had to do something fast. Thoughts raced through his mind, but in his panic, he somehow found a moment of clarity to think. The children's feet were only a foot above the floor. And with Max's height, he could drop down and view the surrounding area. He got down on his stomach and saw the man's feet moving towards his direction. He silently crawled in the opposite direction and did a loop around the man before standing back to his feet. I imagine this is just like he spun around, dropped to the floor, and scuttled along the floor, circle strafing him within like two seconds. Because he's only 10 feet behind him. And he is, quote unquote... Stronger and faster than Max, moving through the bodies with ease. So he did not have a lot of time. Yeah, I, I literally like I, I, I was letting I was letting the story get away with it, but like honestly, in my head, it was like, and Max, uh, Max dropped down to his stomach and was immediately captured by the by the man. Yeah, because <laughs> he caught up to him. Ten feet is not <laughs> a lot of feet. How quick can you run ten feet? <laughs> I don't know. Like, how quick. how quick can people run ten feet? Sorry, I shouldn't put your athleticism into a, into account again. Yes, thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, if he's moving easily through it, it would just be like two or three strides to get him. Yeah, for sure. Especially since like apparently he's he's just like 
gliding through the corpse or not the corpse well kind of corpses gliding through the bodies that are hanging like mm-hmm. it's like I, I i am kind of imagining this as the scenario of like the in predators or in, Pred- in predator 2 where like they're in like the the meat in that meat packing uh like warehouse yeah. where like there's a bunch of like cow like cattle uh uh like cattle uh cattle strung up and stuff like that like that's kind of the vibe i was getting mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is kind of weird that like, yeah he just like slinked out also only a foot away from the ground like how small is Max <laughs> that he's able to like scuttle underneath without disturbing these like these uh these bodies I from being like right. a f- <laughs> like that's <laughs> not to poke holes like I do like this story but not to poke holes in it but <laughs> one foot like uh, one foot like a uh, gap is not a not a not a, a t- not a uh, a spacious gap even for a child. <laughs> I mean, you could get your head in you there. Know what? So theoretically, like I could fit my head in a gap that, like that, sideways. I'm, I'm saying I was saying these things as literally a memory from yesterday of the niece cultist snaking through the stools at our cou- at our kitchen counter, like th- like like a tunnel, and and like she was doing that, and I realized like those are that's probably that gap is probably about a foot by a foot, yeah. <laughs> if I had to guess, like maybe a little bit more, but like not by much. It's probably about a foot by a foot, if I had to guess. So, and she's she's like about six or seven now. So, did you assume that Max was around the same age because you have that? Honestly, reference? that's probably the case. Yeah. yeah. It's probably a, a I, I kind of to assume. assume for this, anyways. Yeah, like five or six is kind of what I guessed Max was. Mm-hmm. Max, anyways. Yeah, Max. I mean, Max as what? in maximum amount of years as well. Oh, ha, 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 ha. thanks. <laughs> anyways, I'll move on. Okay. <laughs> Max began to kick the glass of the door harder and harder as the glass cracked inch by inch. He knew the man had heard him because the sound of footsteps was now coming in his direction. He kicked and kicked. And soon the glass was almost shattered. The sound of footsteps was at the door across the room now. And with one last attempt, Axe kicked through the glass and climbed through the small opening. So, first off... Slicing himself to ribbons. (laughs) First off, I'm surprised he was able to kick through that door in the first place. It's a glass door. And he's a kid. So he's small and weak and generally sensitive to self-damage. I feel like he'd yeah. be making himself cry after a couple of kicks. Mm-hmm. That or it's just a really, really crappy glass door. Like yeah. really thin, like it's made of sugar glass, like it's movie glass. Like it's made to be broken. Yeah. That's the only way he'd be kicking through that thing. Also, as you said, how did he not cut himself up on breaking and also climbing through the hole? Yeah, especially like a hole that like he just broke through. Like, all right, he's through. Like, yeah, he would definitely get hurt in some capacity. Yeah, and he's panicked. It's not like he can take his time. He's just gonna crawl through that thing. Yeah, like on kicking the glass, he probably should have like screwed up his his toes or his ankle or something, and crawling through a couple of cuts on his arms across his gut a bit. Like he is not getting through that clean. Like sprained his ankle in the process. Yeah, now move on. The man was chasing after him now, his long legs traveling faster and farther than Max's little legs, or little Max's legs were capable of carrying him. Max looked up at the sky, the once purplish clouds now turned gray, the whole landscape having its color sucked out of it and replaced with gray. So I suppose this is all happening just because Max isn't under the influence of the happiness aura, 
that this place emits, so he's seeing it how it truly is, maybe? Or or is he literally yeah, destroying I, it? I again I kind of went with the route that like because he's there and he's not having fun or having like he doesn't have joy in himself like uh, anymore. This place is react is is reacting by f- it's feeding off of that negativity and that is damaging the place. Yeah, I immediately went with the whole thing was glamoured basically because yeah, he's not having any of it now. He's seeing it for how it truly is. Yeah. It, it does kind of show, I think, it does kind of mention that the man sh- is showing him what this place looks like when it, there is no joy. So, like, it's almost like the glamour is, fu- like, this This place is horrible and twisted and, and junky and so that until it's, and, and actually the engine, like, the, 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 the thing, the, what what the, the, the joy and, and, and positivity of children is fueling here is actually just a glamour, like a facade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if he's just like he being the tall man, just like sitting around doing nothing in like the shitty like decolored area, and then if he starts seeing the color starting to grow and get vibrant and things get fixed up, he's like, "Oh, there's a kid on the way." All right, I'll okay. I need to be nice <laughs> now. Okay, where's my balloons? All right, I'm gonna go meet him. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like this. Could actually like the story is actually just a uh, um a uh. Uh, a commentary on like uh, happiness is just skin deep, or it's like it's like 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 happiness is just a a facade for like the uh, the darker turmoil within man. <laughs> really deep with this. I did. <laughs> but I'll move on from there. Okay. He only had ten more yards until he was upon the escalator. He being. Um, Max. He was yeah. so close to the railing that he could extend his arm to touch it. His arms are ten yards long. <laughs> it's it's that scene from Space Jam <laughs> where like Michael Jordan is like do the huge like, slam dunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's probably insinuated to be that he's like he like in that in the in the in the gap between those two sentences. <laughs> He made he he got the, the he he reached the distance in that period but and space. Yeah, but it's funnier to be critically silly here, just like he Michael Jordan did. Yeah, I, if there was just something like this is kind of a yeah. grammar thing, but if there was just something in there, like the closer and closer he got, he knew he was like almost close enough to touch it. Now he's going to get away from him, and just no, his arm. Yeah. Also, not to. Yeah, also, not to bring up your gripe uh, from a grammar position earlier again, but I'm going to. Um, since this is the second uh, uh, the second time I'm noticing that uh, they use yards, the feet could have also been, just been changed to yards in this case. Because <laughs> everything is in yards, in the, apparently, in the story. <laughs> everything should be feet. No, that's... No, it, it could be either or, like you said. Feet is more universally understood by everyone. Yeah, fair. But that's not the not the way of the world all the time. It is if it's more universally understood by everyone. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll just yeah, <laughs> I'll stop. Okay, I'll stop trying to counter you constantly. <laughs> but you do. It's what we do. That's what we do here. Yeah, that's what people like, right? <laughs> like us arguing all the time. I sure love it. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. 
Uh, he didn't know what it was. Something about the color of the ball seemed more vibrant since the last he saw them. This is like at the end, obviously. I read that the first thing that come to, came to my mind is just probably because he was just in a world of black and white for the past like 10, 20 minutes of chase scene. Yeah. So he's finally <laughs> seeing color. It could be anything. It could be a desert. Maybe like, whoa, it's so bright. Yeah, it's like you appreciate, you suddenly appreciate something that you didn't realize before because you were in a, in another place that was not that didn't have that thing. Mm-hmm. So even though through this whole thing, I've been tr- trying to stay like in the lore of it being supernatural and stuff. With this one instance, I'm like, no, it's the mundane reason. It's just because he si- I mean, just came a, yeah. from black and white. That's why. Fair. Then to my last note, what truly is the reason that this tall man is making the kids into batteries? Like he said. It's to make the ball pits fun for everyone. But how are the kid batteries affecting that directly? It's based on the end. And Max saying mm -hmm. he could have sworn the balls seem brighter than before and all that. Makes it seem like they simply give the balls their color, which is quite dumb, honestly. Since it's surrounded by colorful plastic everywhere already. I think because like my idea here is that it's not like so much that like it, the colors uh, have physically become vibrant. I think that it's like more like the place is again like he's like the, the tall man says like this place fuels children's joy out there in the ball pits and their joy and fuels this place. So it's, it's like a self perpetuating like energy machine or like whatever that theoretical device is. Um, like children's joy at the ball pits and some of that that are connected to this place are, are fueling this place and also their souls whenever like one kid comes down here. Um, and then that, that energy that, 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 that is used, that is being generated at that place is fueling the joy and vibes of the children when they go to play areas and stuff like that. So it's sort of like a weird, like magical or like supernatural, like symbiosis. Uh, yeah, symbiosis uh, that's going on here. Like it's a cycling, it's a cycling energy cycling uh, sort of situation. Like it's like recharging both, like both of them by like. I, I have to disagree because, like, in the real world, what is the joy of the kids doing to the world below? Like them showing maybe, up there, yeah. being happy, makes the place nice, and he captures them and puts them into batteries. But them being happy on. Like the in meat space on the material plane doesn't do anything yeah. for the tall man aside from I... maybe getting him a paycheck from whoever he's doing this for. <laughs> I'm gonna have to disagree. Disagree. <laughs> like uh, disagree with your disagreement. Um, I think that it is that the tall man, like kind of like how Nathaniel Winter in the park created the park to like gain power and immortality. I think that's kind of what's happening here with the tall man. The tall man is getting the energy here, like from the children of the joy and, and happiness of children up, up there to power his, his realm, whatever this, like this carnival place. And also to keep him like, uh, like vibrant and alive. Cause we see like when, when, um, when Max is running away and like looks back and sees the tall man, he's twisted and rotting and desiccating like death. So like it's showing that like underneath the joy and happiness and the, the energy that, that he's being given by the, the ball pits and stuff of like that, he is he would he would be desiccating and dying otherwise like so it's sort of like a paras it's 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 not some it's symbiotic but it's also parasitic in a way i don't know but, like yeah. i get that 
kids down there have to be happy because then it shows him everything happy. And I get that the kids in the in the battery room are fueling, are apparently making ball pits more fun than everything else, even though all the things up on the main the material plane are equally fun. Unless <laughs> each kid's uh, toy also has its own realm of fuck-uppery. So like the small I mean, maybe, slides like this... have have a different uh, hellhole as well. <clears throat> well, maybe that's like the, the the dark secret of this universe that ball pit ex- is exists in is like there. This could actually be like uh, the gateway to like a bunch of other stories involving like other like like the uh, like child childhood playthings are actually just the the anchor to some to to a weird network of supernatural realms that keep emotion like positive emotions in chat like like cycling and stuff like the reason that we enjoy anything is because there's a weird fucked up realm that's being has uh corpses battering it to fuel our enjoyment of things yeah that that is that not horrific is that not a horror story yes (laughs) yeah I I would be down to read more of those kind of stories where it's just like slowly like it's again it's like the game version where like everything's nice and hunky dory and like Kirby like uh, art style and then it gets worse it, like uh, the the paint starts peeling and like things start coming like you, the curtain starts getting drawn beyond to show like what the twisted horrible like uh, like machinations of the world beyond mm-hmm. like that's. I I would love that as a that, that's to me that's almost cosmic horror in a way like that's childhood cosmic horror. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that's a, about it for my notes. Okay, uh, so I suppose we'll move on to final thoughts then. Um, so I really liked this one. Uh, it could all be in Max's head uh, while he was unconscious. Sure. Or, the fun way, for me anyway, uh, he may have actually visited some strange supernatural realm linked to ball pits and restaurant play areas across the world, and there's some creepy cosmic horror conspiracy that is that ties childhood like wonder and, and hope and like happiness to this horrible parasitic like demon thing. <laughs> um I'm I'm all for that. I love that idea because like I could use that in as a game fodder, like I like I mentioned earlier, um, or like in a, in like I would love to see an expanded an expansion of this kind of uh, that that kind of world where like it's not just ball pits, like any kind any kind of like childhood joy can be uh, linked to some similar realm and make you have like you could have fun with like playing with that idea, um, and yeah, it just um, honestly like that's. Legitimately, that's probably like that's one of the reasons why I enjoyed this story is like the the whole like idea of an emotion engine, um, or of like a, a some kind of a, re- a recurring emotion engine just for occult designs really 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 gets me. So I, I like it. So I'm going to recommend this story. Mikey, the stands for evil. Your verdict. Well, I like the fantasticalness of it. Um, oh, though that did in my mind make it more of a dream sequence um, than anything else. Um, So it gains points, but then it loses them. (laughs) 
How dare uh, there be dream sequence? <laughs> and as I stated in my actual thoughts, I would have liked it more if there was a zinger at the end that just sort of continued on something that we've already been told in the story. Um, like I said before with the balloon or the fact that all the ball pits are connected and then Max is suddenly in a different ball pit Yeah, when he leaves. like He's not even in like the same restaurant. He, he's like in like the opposite side of the country that he was in and like mm-hmm. in a completely different restaurant with a ball pit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that, that to me would just more solidify that there's supernatural things going on. Yeah. Um, so well, overall, I'm going to give this a partial recommendation. Okay. And gamer. So, uh, for me, the, the concept of it, because I don't fully get the reasoning behind the creature doing this, as like I said, jokingly, but not really jokingly, like, is he just doing this for a paycheck? Like, like he works for McDonald's to make his pl- the play area <laughs> more enjoyable, basically. Um, it yeah. seemed a bit far-fetched for me. And, um, like, with hundreds of kids being taken from ball pits all around the world, all interconnected, whether or not that would be noticeable by people or not is questionable. Like, we didn't get a solid number. We had hundreds. Did it say hundreds or maybe thousands? Did it go that far? I know if it said like, what it said uh give me a second it's not saying thousands where's the child where's the child room uh it sounds like you're looking through your house is it in here nope <laughs> there's the child room <laughs> yeah dozens oh children dozens maybe hundreds of okay. them yeah so it's like dozens to hundreds so mm-hmm. but uh yeah like th- through what i said through everything i said i just said the same thing twice haha what the hell my brain does not work well. The execution of this isn't 100% with um, Max being portrayed as a, kind of a, a pouty kind of kid, doesn't really want to be around other kids, and then all of a sudden he's super happy. And yeah, I get it, because he's not around kids anymore, but it's too sharp of a change like from scene to scene. And hell multiple times scene to scene it switches scenes in the same paragraph like very abruptly so like it could do with a little bit more I don't want to say padding but I guess that's what it is sort of to kind of cushion the the blow in between changes I don't think padding is the word I think it may be like um I I don't know what else to call. It. Like, I know that's why I said. No, 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 no. I know I know I know. Yeah, like I don't know what to call it. Otherwise, though, like it's like uh, more some more flavor, maybe some more flavor text, maybe. more time spent on the flow in, for um, flavor text. Yeah, yeah, like, like some more. Just, yeah, like take like if, if a few extra like a few a, a few little bits more were added onto this, it would like to help to make it a fuller experience. Maybe. Yeah, my big problem was all the yeah descriptions of the scenes like for example one thing i didn't bring up the uh the room with the um soft serve ice cream machine huge massive room nothing in it in the one corner there's an ice cream machine why Mm -hmm. (laughs) why does he have this giant room like a gymnasium 
with an ice cream machine in the corner and that's it. I may have been fabricating shotguns <laughs> or oh, that's um, what I read. Like, or no, 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 or assuming or assuming things oh. uh, about the about the about the premise of the or about, about like the power like the power set of this this entity. But I even from like the get even from there before we realize like oh no this guy's a bad guy. Um, I was kind of getting the idea, the impression that like this place is is catered to. Um, uh, it, it it is it is there's something going on in the behind the scenes. Like I I knew that kind of from the get go because I've just I've read these stories before. <laughs> um. But I, I kind of got the impression that like maybe like it wasn't always the soft serve ice cream machine there. Like this room, like he can change what's in this room, like and like change like certain facets of this of this world. So like if it was another kid that he was like bring in here and like they wanted something that wasn't ice cream, like they wanted um I don't, I don't know something like a, uh they wanted to do some mini putt. They'd come into this room and suddenly there's a mini putt in, or it's like if it's like a burger, like a, it's like they want a burger. Suddenly, there's a there's a there's a burger dispenser <laughs> there. Like it, it changes based on that. But like the, I think the the fact that it is just this weird empty room except for this one thing, it might be uh, both a thing that like it's it's a tell. Like it's part of uh, part of the glamour that it's a tell that there's something off about this place because there's only one thing that, in, that can exist in this room, this barren room. Yeah, and, and I get why it's there. Yeah. Because it's there to drug him, and it's next to the door to the, the child room. <laughs> to the children. So he eats yeah, the ice the cream, gets knocked out, immediately drags him into the room. I get it. But yeah. also, in a real-world situation, I would understand it more, because he's like, okay, let me get you away from prying eyes so I can get you. But he's in this weird like liminal space or whatever by himself with this kid. He doesn't need to go inside to trick him and capture him. There could have been an ice cream dispenser outside. Yeah. I mean, we, I, to give, I will give you this like, cause like it, it is sort of like, um, like we, we did a story a while back about like the fairy folk that were in like, a, like a night carnival th- kind of mm-hmm. thing. And like, yeah, like they were like the you're out. They were out in the open, like with like their food dispensers and stuff like that. So like it could have easily been like just it was a stall at the car in the carnival. Yeah, um, and like this place, this 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 whole like building, like the building with the child room. The child room could just be in the in the main room here. Yeah, um, uh, and it's just off in the distance that the, that that Max sees while he's in the carnival and stuff. Like that. And then maybe that maybe when he decides not to eat the ice cream and gets and 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 the man turns on him. That's where he runs to because he thinks it's maybe a way of uh, like a place to hide, and then that's where we get like the, the the body room where all the children are, and like he finds out why those stat why those like pipes are going up into the sky because they're feeding from the tubes of the children, mm-hmm. and then we have the chase scene through the the child the child room, <laughs> and uh, and that's when he escapes like he escapes through the uh, the same door that he came out of because he realizes no way out otherwise, so sort of do away with the the one big empty room with the one little like with the one ice cream dispenser because it's kind of not necessary or like there's a better way of like incorporating it into the the setting i think is what you're trying to say yeah i'm i'm basically saying that that room itself is padding that's a better use of the word padding because it's just there to slow everything down for no real benefit because yeah. the ice cream machine could have been outside, the um, tubes could have been on the ceiling in the child room. Because 
children are hooked up in the child room, so the tube should be going up in the child room anyways, right? So I actually, that, honestly, that's where I thought they were from. Like, I thought they were like, that's where the pipes were coming from because it's in that same building. <laughs> well, maybe, but he sees them in the room with the ice cream machine first. Oh, that's what you thought? Okay, I, 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 I just assumed that they were, it says that they're, they're well, because the room is, like, the child room is in the same building as the, the large room with the ice cream, with the one ice cream dispenser. So I just, I just kind of assumed that they, the, the, that's, the pipes were coming from the child room, not from this room, that, that, the empty room. Oh, they may be coming, okay, they have to be coming <laughs> from the child room, but they don't necessarily yeah. have to be, like, poking into other rooms i guess if there's enough of them then there's only so much room you have to i guess i yeah. guess that could slide. i think what i think what we're trying to come to here is that like that empty room doesn't need to be there yeah pretty much <laughs> like that whole building could just be the child room <laughs> a lot of stuff in this story could be streamlined like i found myself tripping <laughs> over stuff a lot and not understanding the descriptions having to redo the descriptions in my head so there was a lot of hurdles that I had to fight over to try to attempt to, to like the story. And that being said, getting through it, it's it's an okay story. It's just it doesn't really do too much um unique on its own. Like we had to theorize ways to make it stand out more, like having it be like all kids enjoyment stuff is because of some underground network of these creatures siphoning the, the souls of kids to keep the world happy as this like weird dark happiness situation. Like it's kind of weird. Yeah. But that's just us like speculating on a story, which is what stories are supposed to do sometimes. Yeah. And is how is, is help create that kind of like get that, that get those creative juices flowing from the reader and the audience. Like it makes, makes you want to wonder about things. So. Yeah. And with the kid being as young as he is, he probably shouldn't have been able to get out of that situation at all. Like every yeah. single hurdle he would have died at, <laughs> you know. So if I felt it hard to stay connected to it all, so overall, I, I can't really recommend it. I like parts of the idea of it, but the execution of it, I just kept stumbling over it, and I couldn't pick myself up enough to uh, stay in it. Fair enough. So, long story short, you won't recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, one and a half out of three for this episode. Um, if you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted. Whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, maybe Tumblr, if I ever get around to refreshing <laughs> that. <laughs> um, you can also talk to us on Twitter. Mikey is at the East Stands for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W, because his name is very long. And I'm at Review Cultist. You can also send us emails at aldente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. We can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas, SCPs, spooky things online. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon. Look up the back you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. To our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you guys immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to the listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you immensely. Because without your listenership, it'd be like screaming into the void. Or we're just, 
yeah, I mean, we'd just be having a conversation with each other <laughs> um, uh, and and just recording it and no one's listening. That'd be weird. Um, right. And if you didn't write these stories, we really wouldn't have much of a show because we'd have nothing to talk about and speculate and argue over <laughs> constantly. <laughs> that is what we do. Yeah. We do have fun with it. So thank you all the same. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the East End for Evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well.